right, everyone out there, thank you. Come in from the cold. Come into our warm and inviting space here as we are gathering yet again to celebrate Life Day. I am Mac, one of your hosts, and I have two other celebrants of Life Day with me. First, our guest, Nito. Hi, happy Life Day to those who celebrate. And for those of you who don't or believe in imperial propaganda, that all holidays of a spiritual nature are supposed to be blocked, well, actually, screw you guys. Life Day is great, and if you're celebrating other holidays, enjoy those. If you're an imperial fascist, go uh, blast yourself. Ross, you're also here. I, I, as always, I am here, and I'm here with my dear friends. You know I'm here, friends. Is that a tear, friends, in your eye? Are you spoiling our fantastic Now it's good night, friend. Good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. I should say it better not be goodbye. We're just getting started. <laughs> We're just getting started. <laughs> and we have so much to talk about. I just couldn't wait any longer to give a preview of our fantastic chunk of the holiday special we have to talk about today. Yes, we are doing our normal holiday tradition. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be examining another 20-so minutes of the Star Wars holiday special. Um, if you are keeping score at home, we will be watching from basically minute one hour and 14 minutes to about one hour and 40 minutes. And I uh, hope you'll stick around with us. If you also want to watch some great stuff, there is the Faithful Wookiee, which inexplicably, is on Disney+, Plus, which is from this special. Uh, we won't be going into that detail because Ross and I have talked about that on the show too a bit, but we'll talk about it just a little bit. But we've got some nice surprises, some fun things to get through on this holiday special chunk here in our third year. And with that, let's not skip any more time. Let's just dive right in. Starlog 324-1, from the bridge of the cruiser RS Revenge, Captain Kaiser Henry Boyd. We are awaiting the return of Captain Han Solo and his first mate Chewbacca, who are long overdue on a delicate mission to acquire the mystical talisman, which has been sought by our forces and by the Empire. The talisman? It makes things invisible, I think. Yes, even you. Falcon, do you copy? Come in, Falcon. It's Chewie, but where's Han? That's him hanging upside down. I can't make radio contact. He's on a collision course. Princess, we're in mortal danger from our own forces. Falcon, do you copy? This is madness. You're right, General. I can't understand what Chewbacca's doing. Whatever he's doing, there must be a reason. Hold your fire. We've lost all contact, sir. Stand by. The Falcon is near impact. I'm going after them. Luke, take R2 with you. What'd he say? If something has happened to Captain Solo and Chewbacca is alone, you will need me to interpret. This is Y4 to base. He's heading straight for a moon in the Panis system. Hang on, R2. What is it, Mr. Luke? I'm not sure. my life. Thank you. You are alone? I have two droids. We've come in search of a ship that crashed near here. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. The ship you seek is nearby. Are the Imperial troops near this planet? They are here, friend, and growing more powerful. I take it you have no love of the Empire. I don't. Well, neither do I. It will be easy to find the ship you seek. Follow me, friend. Starlog update. Although Boba Fett quickly located the serum for the sleeping virus, we had no idea of his real plan. I have made contact with the rebels and all is proceeding as you wish, Darth Vader. Yes. What's the matter with R2? I'm afraid, sir, it's because you said Boba is a friend and faithful ally. That simply does not feed properly into R2's information bank. What are you talking about? We intercepted a message between Boba and Darth Vader, sir. Boba Fett is Darth Vader's right-hand man. I'm afraid this whole adventure has been an imperial plot. We'll meet again, friend. 
a droid to get to the bottom of things. Boba sure fooled the rest of us. <laughs> I beg your pardon, sir. Chewbacca suspected all along there was something bad about Boba. How did you know, Chewie? <laughs> May I quote directly, sir? He just didn't smell right. Well, let's get off this galactic raindrop. Captain Kazan, Starlog Entry 324-1, signing off. May the Force be with you. All right, gentlemen, let me bring you back into our scene. Let us remember where we have been after our two holiday specials prior. Sundan, our friend, uh, the sympathizer to the rebel who's trying to help out Chewbacca's Wookiee family, has just been unceremoniously ushered out of the house by the Imperial stormtroopers, their gunnery and officer who are now deciding that now would be a good time to ransack the house. Meanwhile, our little protagonist, lumpy son of Chewbacca, is watching a fun cartoon about Han Solo, the droid. I, I don't know why. Why is he watching a cartoon about an adventure about illegal people? Like, I don't. Propaganda. You know, He's watching propaganda. They rebel propaganda. Yeah. About sticky mm-hmm. soup uh, seas and guys with tuning fork guns mm-hmm. running around in mm-hmm. armor mm-hmm. and all kinds of other. God, that cartoon is weird. And his dad. And his dad. It's right. His dad features prominently. In fact, That's when Disney true. Plus That's why he's watching it. Yeah. brought this out, Nepotism. it's... It, it, Maybe that's what this is. Maybe maybe it looks weird to our eyes, but this is actually like the vlog version of Chewbacca's diary. He's sending entries home. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. What if it's like, okay, this is what happens when they use a holo recorder and this is just the image it plays back. What if this is all lifelike? If you take like a holo recorder and flat to 2D, it just ends up yeah. looking as mushy and weird as this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my theory anyway. Or, or maybe that explains the garish colors. Is it's normally supposed to be blue, like a hollow emitter, but when you when you do the digital recolor that's automated mm-hmm. by AI, it just ends up looking that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Wookies they like to have some color. They're colorblind, so if everything's one color, it just looks like a mess. It looks like a mess anyway. So we're not going to really actually dive into that. That is actually a big segment here in the holiday special. But to be honest, in a way that I could have never, ever, ever imagined a year prior to now. Um, you can officially watch a sanctioned version of that cartoon on Disney Plus now, for some reason. What do you mean? To celebrate the holidays. That's the reason. I, when that popped up May the 4th, out of all the things in the universe, I thought Disney would go, yeah, no, let, let's say that's, that's real. Anything from the holiday special, including this, seemed untouchable. Um... I'm glad it's here. I'm glad we get a mixed media presentation from the holiday special. It's mixed, all right. <laughs> all right, so what comes after the cartoon? Well, we're basically seeing that Lumpy's sitting there with his golden headphones, and yes. meanwhile, the Imperials are ripping apart his room. It's not Just, going well. He's, they're he's looking for that day. The rebel propaganda, those mm-hmm. hidden transmitters, mm-hmm. they'll find it somewhere. Here in the stuff, Bantha. That's where they'll find it. Poor Lumpy. He just can't catch a break. I I don't know what to even say about him. He, This poor little guy, all he wants to do is have a nice holiday with his family. And these fascists are just coming in, <laughs> ripping the heads off his stuffed animals, not give him any time to finish his projects. I, I don't even know what to say for the poor guy. He's going to get time to finish his projects. And <laughs> with that, we are going to get an instructional video that begins with a disclaimer. And if only this whole special had begun with the disclaimer, we might not be where we are today. I almost feel like I just want to walk away at this point. Like if there's like, we've watched a lot over these last couple of years in this. And we'll just think we're only getting this in 20 minute bits over years. Like, um, like people like Vito watch the whole thing. Like, together, yeah. in one go. The commercials are more interesting than this part here with the instructional video. Because the instructional video freaks me out a little bit. It is like a bizarre remake of the cooking scene that we had to watch in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Except yep. less funny. So, so And we have, more disturbing. 
So we have Harvey Corbin again because yeah. he was just available. He <laughs> wanted the work. He was he's all through this thing. Yeah. Um and he's dressed in something that's a little spacey. It's got like kind of like puff insulated parts, best, but generally yeah. he looks normal and he's holding, I don't know, some Radio Shack electronics kit. It's got all kinds of plugs and switches on it. And he's pointing at it and he's kind of just standing there as a voiceover is giving the disclaimer. And very awkwardly, the disclaimer stops and we wait. And then he suddenly starts talking in a way that's just was jarring. I don't know what they did weird, but it, it was jarring. And he starts explaining that I'm going to be talking to you about this product. And if you follow my instructions, then you will all be able to get the product to do the thing. Like, it's very repeating and very looping dialogue. Kind of like when the stormtroopers were ripping apart the room and the guy struggles to get the bantha head off. Like, <laughs> we just kept going. It's just, it just, everything about this is delay tactics. It's all just stretching it out as far as humanly possible. Which is great because a year ago, we watched a scene about stretching it out and delaying as far as possible. That's, <laughs> that's what Sandan was doing a year ago. <laughs> yes, because Sandan did all those things to like, well, maybe you should watch Jefferson Starship and maybe you should think about this and the thing I'm going to buy. And at the end, our story state was exactly where it started before he showed up in the room. <sighs> but the Harvey Corbin instructional video... They start doing with something I could only imagine in the 70s was slightly novel, which was we're seeing scrubbing back and forth. He's he's like getting sped up or or rewinded a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so like it makes his finger look like it's like jittering. Um, but it's also weirdly off put because he's also pantomiming a lot of that as well. And we were warned about it in the beginning. So it's not even like a oh, this is unusual. Like, we knew it was going to happen. Right. The disclaimer includes that these amorphian beings lose power or whatever it is that's said. So it's like, oh, we already know that this is, ha-ha. Okay. It's a robot slowly, slowly down. And then everything just keeps going. Oh, my God. It goes on for, like, what do we say? Three minutes, I think, it clocked it at? Like, and it just keeps going. And he keeps talking. It's all nonsense. Because what Lumpy's doing, so Lumpy's sort of like, I don't know, uses his blanket to bury his bantha, and now he thinks it's a good time to go build this illegal transmitter. Um, and it's just him, like, plugging fuses and wires together, stretched out to, like, infinite proportions. It's funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's he not. seems to be struggling, poor little Lumpy, though. It's, a, it's, a, it's tough work. Well, with all those claws and those big mitts, you know, you don't have the most dexterous hands. Especially at that age. Very deft hands with electronics Lumpy has. I mean, his dad's pretty good with the Falcon, so you never know. Well, they have a lot of time to master these new skills. In, in Imperial occupation, I mean, you don't have much else to do. So the instructional video comes to an end. Yes. Um, with, with Harvey Corman basically powering down and yeah. falling down, yeah. so his head's <laughs> on the table. like it's Not soon enough. And then the, the transmitter works. So, yeah. you know, despite the instructional video having no instructions, and he mentions there are 10,000 pieces, but hey, in that amount of time, we got it done. <laughs> Lumpy is very good, apparently. Deus ex machina, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> so here we are with the transmitter, return to base. Yes. Which is good. So we're getting, Lumpy has got a plan to get the Imperials out of there. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. right before they leave, there's a mandatory Imperial broadcast that starts. And it's required that all Imperial forces watch this, which if I was a rebel, I'd be using that to my advantage a lot to have all the Imperials looking at a screen while I have a gun on the other side of that screen. But they have to watch a slice of life from Tatooine. <laughs> Gotta visit a spot in the galaxy. See how the regulars live. This is really bizarre. Um, and uh, my own social commentary aside, the the point of this broadcast, according to the holiday special, is to be more grateful of the life that you have when you see how pathetic things are on this foreign desert planet. Yes. Uh, again, I'll keep it to myself, but, you know... <laughs> I yeah. Uh so we cut to a bar on Tatooine for a slice of life. Mm. And we are seeing uh in the cantina the flawless and perfect Akmina. Now Akmina. I have to say, um, before we carry on any further, that this is the reason why I'm here. 
And I don't mean just here in this podcast. Mm. I mean here on this earth. This scene and B. Arthur <laughs> are perfect. Truly perfect, right? So this is a combination of exceptional writing, a perfect musical number, mm-hmm. a stellar performance, mm-hmm. and some great camera work as well. Yes. And but, special effects. Don't forget the costume design. Uh, I mean, again, perfection. But before we get to the perfection, <laughs> we have Harvey Corman again. So <laughs> this sequence, I think we've already discussed. I already from... forgot. <laughs> <laughs> We, we just watched it. Like, we just watched it, Ross. Um, so this sequence is interesting because the production values are just much better all throughout this. We start with, like, what is a few scenes that are from A New Hope and a few cut scenes that were not, didn't make it to the final edit of New Hope. They're reusing them it's to set the so scene. It's so obvious. It's hysterical. Well, and what's nice is, but they start intercutting them so that when we get into Akamina's bar, yeah. like it's fairly seamless when you realize just how many costumes they pulled out of storage and how well they recreated oh, a it, cantina it, scene. It feels great even when they take Greedo and make him a new character and, and right. stuff like that. But what I love is just one moment where it's two different costumed characters and it cuts to one of them and it's like close up, like just Uh-oh. their face. And he's holding a the knife. Cyclops with the knife. And then it cuts to a different character holding the, the same, same knife, knife in the same it's like you guys couldn't have put one at the beginning one at the end <laughs> they had to go side by side I just love the idea of like no that's just a brand just knife like, that's a the nice editor people... went home early that day and he's like yeah it's fine ship it it's okay no one's gonna watch this but I'm still gonna say we're still in a pretty like wow this is way better than what we've seen so far yeah. and Harvey Corman's character comes in and you don't know exactly it's him because he's, he's in a really well put up costume and then when he approaches the bar you go Oh, it's him again. Like, again, again, again. Yeah. As he throws back his hood. And then you start noticing his haircut's really weird. And then it gets weirder. Because <laughs> he's got a flower for his his precious love. The person that's lit up his life. B. Arthur Zakmina. <laughs> Who, to be fair, has also lit up my life. But we go through this bizarre, like, oh, he's fallen madly in love. You know, and in reality, she's just trying to get people drinking and making some money. You know, she doesn't care. No. And there's a possibility that that could be either sad or funny. It's neither. Well, and as presented, it's neither. <laughs> and B. Arthur's doing her work. She, she's doing this real quick fast talk of, oh, we are talking, we are talking. That's what we're doing when you're not drinking and I'm not selling you a drink is we're talking, which we shouldn't be doing. We should be moving on to the drink. So when I ask you what you want, this time you should be able to answer me. Like she's doing this quick, fun, fast talk, like, you know, world weary bartender kind of thing. And then Harvey Corman's character is just taking this one note thing of this lovelorn guy who's been lit up by this bartender and just bleeds it out across minutes of time. While pouring a drink down his head. (laughs) Don't forget that part. Important to note. Because probably the most important part. That's not the way I thought we could get to the turn. But yes, she she gets him a drink and he dumps it right into his head because you find this weird beehive haircut he has. Has this crater in the center like a volcano, but apparently that is his drinking orifice, and he just pours it in there. I love it. What great thought and design to give him a whole head. And what what purpose does it serve within the narrative? Well, haha, <laughs> funny, right? As we've seen, haha, yeah, well, wig and arms, funny, haha, slow and fast, better, funny. Though, if you had like passed the picture to Ponda Baba and he tried to pour it on himself and then it poured all over him, that would have really sold the a joke, lot of missed opportunities for for funny. I think is what we're getting here. We're getting a lot of consumption of minutes without a, a great payoff. Fortunately for all of us, uh, yes. this scene is interrupted mm-hmm. um, with a very grating alarm and an announcement that a curfew has been placed on Tatooine. Now, I want to make this important. We go back to Kashyyyk and see this <laughs> announcement happen as we assume the broadcast of the life on Tatooine is now interrupted as we are like, there is a curfew in effect. Then we cut back to Tatooine in media where, where that same announcement is happening 
so was the broadcast of life on Tatooine live? And now that's not happening. They had like a 40 camera set or on is, Tatooine. Or is the curfew part of the narrative the Empire wants to present to its citizenry? Like, it hurts my head. I don't, I'm in, I'm out. I don't know. What's real? None of it. And all of it. Drugs. Um. <laughs> so this is where the whole special pays off. This is where everything, for a brief moment, <laughs> we can suspend our, our disbelief, you know? We can, we can fall into an immersive, rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. And that is good night, but not goodbye. <laughs> so, oh, Akmina is now... round, friend. <laughs> then homeward bound friend so don't forget me walking around and the whole premise is the fact that she doesn't want to get in trouble with the imperials so she's like we got to close it down you can all have one more round on me and then when she's like no you got to go and she's going around at different aliens and saying like haven't i lent you money you got to help me out hey remember that one time won't you help me out hey you i don't know you and, he, and just going through, like, trying to get everyone to clear out of the bar. And at the end, she does, okay, one truly last round. And then you all got to leave. And she has this wonderful, I, I, I called it, a, like, a boilerplate. This is a classic, good, just chunk of a musical, musical number. It's got a little bit of the rift of the cantina music. It's got a little bit of, like, the fiddler in the roof sort of, like, kind of nice uh, timbre to it. Yeah. Like, it's just a good song. <laughs> I mean, we're at the point of the holiday special now. We're like, this is what we're complimenting. But yes, it is a lot of fun to spend some time in the cantina. It is a lot of fun to see so many suits pulled out of mothballs, you know, a few years later for this. Um, And the song is fun. The song is fun. The song is... This is the holiday special. We want more of this. We want to move Mm -hmm. through different parts of the Star Wars galaxy and have these little moments in different areas with different characters. And that's what I enjoy about it. So every time we jump around to, like, say, this musical number, I'm having a fun time compared Mm -hmm. to just being in the treehouse. This is a precious little vignette. This is perfection. This is polished. This is... This is... It's shot beautifully. It's B. Arthur, Mm -hmm. who honestly, with what she has been given... Is doing the most incredible job. The song is well written. Everything about this, this feels like, you know, we're on the right track. We're going to make a fun made for TV variety show style holiday special with these little vignettes, this great music that's based on the music from the film. Like Mm -hmm. it's so smart and it shows how much potential there was here. And how much of that potential was immediately wasted on the rest of it. <laughs> well, because we were talking when we watched it, like, we're pretty confident that, like, we feel like this must have been the first thing they shot. Because the costuming's really good, the set decoration's really good, and the camera work especially is brave and trying things. There's long tracking shots. They have a lot of characters staged so that you have three-dimensionality to the camera movement zooming in and out. Like, and... And again, most of those costumes are ones you remember from the cantina. And as they're being ushered in or out of the bar, like it feels like, oh, yeah, this this feels like the television quality version of the films. There are pieces throughout this whole special that show a really exceptional attention to detail. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that Lumpy has a little toy bantha is is really smart and it's it's that kind of attention to detail that will carry us through you know decades later where we are now yeah we see those little callbacks throughout star wars media and this was really the first you know outside the film's piece of media that's been Mm -hmm. produced for mass consumption it go ahead well, we talked, like, basically, the only things that Star Wars exist as right now is Episode 4 had come out. Yes. Splinter of the Mind came out, like, the spring before this exists. 
And other than that, maybe a smattering of probably the Marvel comics and the newspaper comics were going on at the time, which are all all over the place as far as what survived. So Star Wars is a real flexible place. And this shows a lot of stuff that we recognize as Star Wars fans now that stuck, you know, Banthas, like it could have been anything. It could have just grabbed anything from the prop room, but they made a prop of that Bantha or the technology looks like it all belongs in Star Wars, despite what's going on inside the technology. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 they have flat panel TVs. Like that's surprisingly future thinking. Like I really feel that the set decorators and the art team were going for it. They wanted to go and make more Star Wars and that's what they were trying to do. And the writers are on their spare time from working for the Carol Burnett show and say, yeah, we bought that out this weekend. <laughs> Be- uh, uh, but but that's okay. I mean, I don't know. I <sighs> You could sit here and pick this entire holiday special apart. Except so for this scene. I'm just going to enjoy <laughs> the fun we're having here in this moment because I- I'm having a good time with it. Well, I do think we are at the high water mark. I mean, obviously the... The Boba Fett cartoon that existed is somewhat revered, partially because it's the first appearance of Boba Fett, but mm. it exists. You can go watch it. So obviously it's a higher note of this block of time. And then, of course, this, like I said, this song is not embarrassing. It still plays perfectly fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, and B. Arthur's performance is great. Um, and even the Harvey Corman joke that bleeds on for too long, I think actually gets kind Which of... one? <laughs> the one with his volcano head yeah, drinking. No. Like, after she closes up the entire bar, she realizes there's one patron that didn't get kicked out. And it's the lonely heart Harvey Corman character with his flower at the bar. And she comes over to him, just looks at him exhaustedly. And that's where we finish that scene. And I'm like, that's where that joke should have ended before they tried to end it earlier in this scene. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, um... I don't know. I don't really look at this scene as <laughs> as a comedic thing. Um, I don't know whether that was what they were going for or not. But uh, yeah, that's fair. All of the, the timing of it is fun. I just, I think that like, this feels like a scene. It feels like yes. a thought out A to B to C. Complete thoughts. Yes, yes. I, I agree with you on that. Okay, fair enough. Compared to some of what else we've got. Yeah. All right. Now, before we leave the cantina here, Vito, anything else about this particular moment? Because I know how passionate you are. (laughs) You know, I think that, again, I am always entertained by music within the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that, you know, Lopty Neck is, is my my favorite piece of course uh good night but not goodbye is a close second um watching this whole scene was a delight and after an extended introduction to have a very brief closure is it was refreshing um there were so many opportunities for additional dialogue to be presented at the end but we got a fade to black which well i guess a fade out to (laughs) static yeah um (laughs) because remember this is all a tv show within a tv show um (laughs) it it, it's hard to follow exactly what it is (laughs) but we saw we saw writing here we saw choreography we saw great camera work we saw costuming comparing that to what i'm sure bruce valanche and the rest of the writers um (laughs) felt was absurd you know uh, 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 20 minutes of grunting at the beginning of the show like yeah it's it's just really neat to see something well put together we, you know, as we've broken this into 20-minute blocks, we got some high points with a nice <laughs> low point in the middle. You know, the the mm-hmm. animation, while, you know, it's something that's carried on, obviously, and something that we didn't talk a lot about today, mm-hmm. it's something different, and it's something that was well done and well received. Yes. Um, creepy as anything <laughs> to look at, but most of what we see in this 90 minutes is. 
but you see that and then True. you've got another low point that could have been cut entirely let's be honest like three is a weird number to begin with i think that harvey corman needed several more scenes for it to be like oh look he's in everything yeah two would have been not okay so i feel like that's why the robot building scene is in there (laughs) but again low point uh maybe the worst part of the whole show honestly the the more i think about it it might actually be the worst part of the whole show i I guess the thing is it's the most just deadpan this is bad it's not funny And and i think the biggest thing about it is it doesn't have that bad movie quality that like some of the like the 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 green like sprightly like mm-hmm. circus performers or the fever dream of the blue singing lady that itchy goes through like oh. all of those have an ironic quality of joy to them the the instruction manual just it's just what is this the entertainment the is missing what's the yeah. and i think you're right like some of this is like experimental film almost like of just them trying out weird stuff and Lord knows they did not mean for people to be watching this X one decades later. Um, well, in 78, right, we're coming off of essentially the second big blockbuster of all time. Like, I mean, like we're coming off of this movie that is unique in the mm-hmm. way that it stands out. And like, this is the first follow up to it just speaks to the era you know they weren't as many sequels there weren't as many follow-up projects so the fact that we're still two years away from another star wars movie we're you know a year and some change but you know some people may have still been seeing star wars in the theater like just a few months ago like it would have still been out playing the summer of 78 well it would be coming out for christmas re it would be coming out to watch again and re-releasing christmas yeah so like People were still seeing the movie in theaters. So to have that and then go to this is just like that to me is the most mind blowing part because it is not something that I think you would see now in any way. Like, can we think of a modern example of a franchise that comes out is huge and then immediately has a spinoff that is just completely bashed upon? I hate that you've asked this right now. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm sure I could answer that question if I had a little bit more time. Well, and I have to remember, this is not. This was not meant to be permanent. In fact, there are many forces at work to try and make this not exist. <laughs> right. um, but like it, 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 it would be. I think of like I remember it was a trend in the '90s of like we have the actor presenting a behind-the-scenes look at the movie that's coming out this weekend, and it's like there's just half-hour sizzle reel of like. Like, hi, I'm Blank from the new movie Blank coming out on just on July 4th. And we really want you to take a look at the behind the scenes magic that's going on in our world. I'm like, what if that was as important of an artifact to the story of a movie I really cared about as this is? And if you watch like I'm specifically now I'm thinking of I one has come to my mind, which is Die Hard with a Vengeance, where Samuel Jackson is presenting to you all the work they did in New York, the car flips and all the stuff. But they're amazing because they don't tell you what the movie is because they are promos for the movie. But then they're showing you all these amazing stunt work around things you don't have context for. And I'm just thinking of like, if you take those out of context, is that what the holiday special feels like? Of we were not around in 78. So was this common to the disposable nature of television in a world before VCRs, in a world before home video, in a world before... When all this was supposed to be ephemeral, because we were we were joking during the commercial breaks of like, here's a commercial of a drug being this capsule being split and the little pebbles of the capsule falling out. It it's a it's a medicine for this. And that's the commercial. No disclaimers. No go ask your doctor. No real explanation of what it does. Or we saw that aspirin, the this pain reliever that doesn't exist anymore. You know, compare it to Tylenol and Advil, brands that do exist now. And this is even better. And we were all going. So is it ibuprofen or is it or is it aspirin? What what is it? And the commercial doesn't tell you because a very different world back then. <laughs> um. I guess that's all part of the fun, isn't it? And I guess that's why we're here talking about it. 40, almost? More than 40 more, years more later? 40 years. Oh, more than 40 years later, yeah. 44 years later. Hey, Ugh. next year's the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Wow, age is rough, isn't it? Ah, uh, boy. I like the holiday special. I'm really happy that I am spending four years of my life talking about I, it. I do have to admit, we did look at the timer. We are pretty sure we're going to have to figure out something for year five of Star Wars All In's holiday because mm-hmm. we are scheduled to get to the end of this magical trip uh, next year. We only have about uh, 20 minutes and some change. I think we're just going to wrap it up next year. But I do think we did hit the bright spots. The cartoon is pretty... I guess the thing about... The cartoon is like the scene we're talking about with B. Arthur. Complete thought. Yes. It does have a beginning, a middle, and end, and it feels... I'm going to use the word authentic, which can be toxic, but like <laughs> it's authentically Star Wars in the sense of it is trying to be part of that universe you saw in the movies. It really isn't trying to be anything other than that. And while the rest of it, like the frame story of Kashyyyk and stuff, there are a few moments where you're like, oh, this must be what Kashyyyk is like. Look at their house. That's really cool. Oh, God, I hate his family and I don't want to see more of them. His wife's OK. <laughs> like, you know, uh, it. Oh, it's just so 70s variety show. And when it really reminds me of that in the bad way, it's frustrating. But like the B. Arthur song, which is just splendid, it reminds me of like, oh, yeah, this format could have been so much better than what they turned in. There's always hope for a sequel. We did get another holiday special. So there is time for a third holiday special to come out, maybe. One with more musical numbers. I mean, I'd love to go back to variety show. <laughs> all right so i think we have said Vito. any any other final thoughts i'm excited to be back next year um <laughs> for another musical number and one of the best <laughs> um but no i think again we we were able to see today highs and lows you know, mm-hmm. of of this whole special. We've got a nice little encapsulation here of of the best and the worst of the Star Wars holiday special. And, you know, the war on life day continues, but we will <laughs> not be silenced. Um, we will continue to to carry the torch uh, into next year. And by the time we you know, put a stop on the <laughs> uh, we'll be able to say Just one more round, friend Then a homeward bound, friend Don't forget me in your dreams Just one more song, friend And then so long, friend The nights get shorter, it seems just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. holiday is yours but we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace no matter how different we appear we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness i hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage and more than anything else our love for one another this is the promise of the tree of life It's kind of hard. No, I can't believe this podcast is still going. So that alone is enough of a shock for me. I'm deeply impressed. It's, uh, and and most importantly, I feel confident. We've survived 2020. Yeah, if we made it through pandemic. We survived 2020 Junior, which is 20, well, okay. We are days away from surviving 2020 Junior. um, And it seems like 2022 is survivable. Uh huh. Knocks on I wood. mean, 
hey, there will be lots of new Star Wars in 2022. That's very true. We are, like, real close to new... Like, we're seven days away from Book of Boba Fett. What? And I know that's 2021, technically, by three days. But considering it it will end in 2022, and then we're going to be getting Andor this year, we're going to be getting Kenobi. Well, and the Mandalorian starting right after Book of Boba Fett. Season three. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, uh, Mando season three at some point, hopefully. Uh, We're getting, uh, let's see, Bad Batch season two. Yep. Plus a whole bunch of new High Republic stuff. Uh, The end of phase one, just like a week and a half away right now. Mm -hmm. Very exciting end of the year here. Um, technically we do have another episode, <laughs> episode this year. Normally the holiday special ends up being our last episode of the year, but, um, I don't know since we have an episode at the end, maybe we'll do one of those fun clip shows that sitcoms always do to fill the time. It actually sounds like more work. Yeah. It sounds harder than recording a topic. <laughs> having to pick clips. Might I propose variety show? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get your musical numbers ready. All right. So... Vito, I'd like you to come back, and maybe you can do a musical number for us. I'll see what I can do. Um, I'll build a boring, unfunny instructional video. Uh, Ross, what are you bringing? Well, I'm just going to take my shirt off and be a Wookiee. Okay, that's just fine. sit around and growl for like 20 minutes. I don't know how that's going to play in audio, but let's try it. It's an experiment. Let's just see what sticks. Yeah, I'll work on my roar. <laughs> Brushing up on looking down, working on your roar. I'll see myself out. It's all fine. It's Speaking all owned by the same musicals. parent company. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, did anybody get any of those new um, Star Wars uh, Hallmark ornaments this year? I did get the Boba Fett, you know, sitting on his throne. I couldn't pass that one up. Um, beyond that, though, decided to just go with one. Keep it nice and light. I don't need many more ornaments. I already lost the battle of actually putting some semblance of a tree up in my house this year. <laughs> something I don't like doing. But I thought it was somewhat appropriate. Yeah, I missed it during COVID. I kind of wanted one since I never went anywhere for Christmas yeah. last year. Understandable. <sighs> this year, we need it this year. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we have lots of Star Wars coming up, as we said. But we've also had a very good year in Star Wars. We're coming off of Star Wars Visions, which I know we all talked about a few months ago. Uh, and absolutely loved Mac. Uh, I know since then you have put well, some time in and watched a few more. Now, I know you've been enjoying them. I say now that I've watched all of them, it is definitely nice to have the whole panorama of them available to me to kind of compare and contrast. Um, and you know, we said it a couple of months ago, but I want to say people are still wrong. Tatooine Rasputin is great. I don't know why people <laughs> were so down on that one. Yeah. I think it was fun. I still, I've watched it again since we talked about it last time and I also very much enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah, they all have their own good, fun bits and I think, I think it was just a cool project. Mm-hmm. I think it was a it's neat thing It's one of the most see. complete stories out of all of them, which I, I personally really liked. Yeah, I, I, and there's some tone pieces and, and it just, it, it was a good thing to add to the tapestry of Star Wars and while I hope they get to a Visions like two maybe in a year or two like i would like to see them do even more like i would love to see a like live action shorts version of this of like um hey we collected a bunch of up-and-coming filmmakers or whatever and they're all making like 10 minute star wars shorts could you imagine seeing the duel in live action no like just how how pretty that (laughs) admittedly (laughs) out of all of them that's the closest one i could see yeah in live action kind of that's the one that felt the most live action to me for sure well, it's very Kurosawa. Yeah. Very, very filmetic from, uh, you know, the start. Um, and I, I mm, mm, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot coming. And, and to me, one of the most exciting things I'm excited about, again, knocks on wood on every surface that we, 2022 looks like it's going to look from right now that it's okay. Because Star Wars Celebrations this May, and I'm really excited to go as long as it doesn't get canceled or anything. <laughs> yes. I, I think we've said this on the show before, but I have officially pulled out of Star Wars Celebration 2022 uh, because they refused to put tickets on sale. Yeah. In a uh, in a reasonable time. And so I was just getting too stressed about, and I decided it was not worth the stress. And uh, we, uh, and by we, I mean myself uh, and my wife, are going to Disney World to visit Galaxy's Edge to visit Batu in the year 2022 instead of uh, making the trip to California. Uh, mm-hmm. Florida's a little closer for us. So we're going to be doing that in the upcoming year, going to be building my lightsaber. Um, you know, 
I, I'm sure people have figured this out by now, but we don't record these episodes on the day they come out. We record them beforehand because that would be impossible. Well, especially this secret one because we're not we're, we're doing Christmas stuff. We're not doing the show. Well, that's true. Um, the thing about this one is today, the day this episode comes out, I am getting my Star Wars tattoo. Yes. I'm very excited about that. So by the time you join us next week, you'll get to hear about that a little bit more. But uh, this we're only a few days away now from the time we're recording this. Very, very excited about this. Do we're want, very close. Do you want to tell the people what it's going to be? No, I think I might have mentioned little hints before. But no, I'm going to save it as a surprise. I'll post it when the time comes. Keep, keep a, lo- yeah. a look mm-hmm. for uh, Ross's yeah, it's skin. Actually a, it's a Tatooine a- Rhapsody tattoo. <laughs> Really? I'm, I'm, I'm getting uh yeah. I, it's I'm, different than I thought it was. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, I'm getting a little, uh, a little Chiba Boba Fett. Okay. So that way people can be mad at me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, that seems like such a rear view mirror thing now. Like people, people were mad uh, when that came out, but. <laughs> well, now with the book of Boba Fett only a week away, people can get the real gritty Boba Fett they're after. Yeah, he's going to kill people. Yeah. Like he's supposed to. Remember when he got poked in the back and fell into a hole? Badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with my cartoons, thanks. <laughs> we love Boba. Hey, we love Boba Fett, and we love that he's becoming a character now, and not a joke. I have nothing to say. I like Boba Fett, and I don't <laughs> want to get in the mix of all this. Um, I, I, that's the thing. I'm happy I can like him now. I'm happy he's a cool character now. Now. I mean, yeah, since 2002, he's been a character. You're right. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, you guys know I like I mean, he's red and green. How can I not like him? We're talking about holidays. We're talking about Christmas. He's got his new look coming into the Book of Boba Fett from the end of Mando Season 2. He's even more red and green and yellow now. More Christmassy than before. You didn't think that was possible? Um, the ship formerly known as Slave One, also Christmas themed. Gotta love that. <laughs> um, just lots of good Christmas energy coming off the Book of Boba Fett. Very much like Home Alone. I think it'll be similar. Like Boba Fett would be awesome. Same parent company. You know, there's a new Home Alone coming out this year on Disney Plus. I know we're not going to get to talk about it on Star Wars All In. Wait, so we're up to like what seven now? I've only seen the first three. Okay. Uh, You've already gone further than you should have. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but this one, this one, I mean, hey, on Disney Plus, I'm going to watch it. I because uh, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that on the preview, but like, I, I think actually, I think they have all of them. I think they have the even like the bad ones on there. That doesn't come I wouldn't up. Mind going to watch no one again. loves and watches more Christmas movies than me. I every that single day I watch at least one or two, especially this year because I made a extra point because I did it last year of Christmas movie every single day. Nice. Um. Mm-hmm. And even I don't have to dig into some of that back catalog <laughs> to to fill the days. There are plenty of good ones before you get yeah. to, I don't know, Home Alone 5 or what. I, it's 5 or 6. I know they got up to like 5 or no 6. no idea. I know that there was like a, like a continuation of the original story mm. that none of the original cast or crew had anything at all to do with. And it was an abomination. Um, but that's about all I know. Uh, I'm not familiar with. I just remember French Stewart being in the same thing of like, I'm supposed to come in and play, I think Marv. Yeah. He plays Marv. And I'm just like, man, this is just like Inspector Gadget when they made a cruddy, like directed movie visual. They're like, get French Stewart. He can do all of our like directed video versions of characters. (laughs) He's not that good. And I'm like, I mean, if he likes the paycheck, God bless him. But like a very different world we lived in then with sequels and whatnot. Yeah. Now we just. Actually, we 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 still do those. We just do the more direct to streaming. Yes, yes, in different ways. Wow, uh, holidays for Star Wars. Anybody asking for any Star Wars things under their uh, under their Christmas tree or under their um, other holiday? Uh, I already got a dark saber, uh, and my, you, you, my holiday wishes that man, uh, my holiday wish. The dark saber kept getting delayed, but I did acquire it. Yeah, and now I'm just like, I want the ray thing to stay on time with the logistic nightmare we're all living through. Yes. Obviously, it may not be here in May, but I'm crossing my. That's my Christmas miracle: is that the <laughs> shipping date for that doesn't slip. Is that it shows up on May fourth? That's what I'm hoping. Yes. So as we're watching Star Wars, we can play with it. 
And you could be like, I'm Ray. Ray Skywalker. Mm. Yeah. I'm fine with saying that. That lightsaber's super cool. You know I love that lightsaber. It's so cool. <gasps> it's not the dark saber, but it's real close. It is a cool lightsaber. Not gonna lie. It would be cooler if it was double-ended, but sure. There's always room in episode 10 for that. <sighs> That's true. That's true. Vito, this is probably the last time we're going to talk to you in 2021, and we hope to have you back sooner in 2022 than the holiday specials. Anything else you want to say about life, the universe, and anything? Any shout-outs you want to do? Uh, no, not today. Okay. Uh, I, you know, this time of year is is always just a a moment to to reflect and be peacefully alone. Uh, psych, that's, uh, that's all day, every day, all year round. <laughs> Um, I know the feeling. No, but you know, I'm I'm just kind of trying to stay cozy, uh, keep it keep it chill this holiday and and every day. We're all wearing our Christmas sweaters to stay warm from the cold. We're uh, drinking our hot cocoa. We have the virtual fireplaces on. Yes, yes, yeah. everything we need for a successful holiday. It's gonna be a good life day, yeah. and we hope you and yours out there enjoy your life day. But until we meet again, I'm Mac. And I'm Ross. I'm Vito. And until next Wednesday, may the Force be with you. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Burvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, movie clips, and sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2021.